0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard Podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Alright, hey everybody, and welcome to Hollywood Boulevard Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and uh, as you can guess it, we are going to be talking about Saved by the Bell tonight. Um, uh, we've got my co-host with us, uh, Donnie Sturges. How are you doing, Donnie?
0: I'm doing as good as usual. Hey, everybody out there. Alright, uh,
1: and uh, we've also got Alito Valesco. How are you doing, Alito?
2: I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking, and thanks for having me
1: on. Yeah, no problem. Um, I don't know why Michelle hasn't called in, but I'm guessing she's busy or something's going on. I don't know. I'll I'll talk to her later, Um, or maybe she'll call in later. But uh, for now, uh, I want to begin kind of talking about the beginning of Saved by the Bell, which was not actually called Saved by the Bell. If everybody remembers, it was there was a show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It starred uh Haley Mills. Um and uh the original cast of it uh consisted of like Brian Austin Green, who later on went to do nine oh two one oh, uh Jaleel White, who later on became the famous Urkel, and uh Jonathan Brandis was in the pilot. Um and I he none of them portray characters that later on, you know, you kind of see. There's no like um like, uh, I believe, um, what's his name? Uh, was it uh, Brian Austin Green plays this, like, business guy in a suit kind of character thing, you know? Like, he wants to be, you know, a professional businessman or something. I don't know. It, it, the the Honestly, the uh, pilot was boring, um, I felt, you know? And I can kind of see why NBC originally kind of turned it down. But then Disney picked it up, and they recast um, pretty much everybody but Haley. Um, uh, I think everybody literally got recast into it. And uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss went on to Disney, um, and they did a whole season um, before it got canceled, I believe. Um, And then they went back
0: to – and the
1: only people from that one that actually went on to actual Saved by the Bell is, uh, like, Lisa, uh, Screech, and uh, Zach. There's the yeah. only three. Yeah. yeah, so those are the only ones who came back to the actual Saved by the Bell, but everybody else, So you know, um, Heather Hopper, who was in the show, uh, later she was not brought back, and uh, there's a guy named Max Batamo, or something, and uh, I like their character, Lee, from Good Morning Miss Bliss, but it is different um it's it's more centered around the teacher the kids aren't really the main you know part and so they ended up going on to do uh Saved by the bell instead so they created mm-hmm. Save by the bell as a show for saturday morning um audience uh give them kind of a live action show uh that kids can relate to um and that is what basically led us to Save by the bell um, so I just wanted to go right. through that background a little bit, get that out there, let everybody know, and now we can talk about the real show. I don't know, did you guys ever watch Good Morning, Miss Bliss at all, like even in reruns or anything? Um, well,
2: you, you know, the thing is, I remember, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they ended up retrofitting the, the the Miss Bliss episodes to be episodes of Saved by the Bell where they would have Zack introduce it by himself and he would say oh this was before you know these years this, these were the earlier years and then they would they would do like a kind of flashback and then they would present the entire episode as it originally aired in the run of uh, Miss Bliss show so and also another thing Mr Belding was also in um, Miss Bliss he also carried over to Saved by the right. Bell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't I don't he, he was he I would say wasn't as prominent because they were focusing more on the Haney Mills character, but he's still I remember seeing him in some of those weird flashbacky type episodes. So
1: Right. But he wasn't in the pilot to the original Citavel. So okay. even in the original pilot, the first one that they ever did. But he was he was later cast in Good Morning Miss Bliss. And then he later on went to um, Save by, uh, Save, by the or Save by the Bell and uh, Save by the Bell the uh, no the new class um, I believe he was a part of that show uh, while they were you know and we'll, we'll get to that because I know Donny uh, Donny can talk more probably about that a little bit too um, uh, so okay let's uh, Donny did you ever watch Good Morning Miss Bliss
0: I um. I actually caught uh, – there was a period of time, I don't remember when, but they did show Good Morning is Bliss in reruns on Disney at some point. And I remember catching a couple episodes. This is after the show um, – or actually, I don't – maybe it wasn't. Maybe I, maybe I saw the same things that Leto saw. Because, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. They did retool the the, the Good Morning as Bliss episodes and incorporated them into the NBC show with uh, an introduction by Zach. Um, okay. I remember watching a few episodes here and there and I was just, I've never been a big fan. Um, of Oh, you know what it was? It might've been on USA. Cause I think USA actually, cause USA is owned by NBC. I think USA yeah. actually aired reruns of, uh, of saved by the bell there for a while. This is back when they were doing like gargoyles and showing, uh, like, uh, stuff like that. Like uh, they also did boy meets world and stuff. Um, sometimes in the uh, on week mornings um and uh, i remember catching episodes here and there and i was never really a big fan cuz it just it didn't quite have the same like tone and flavor of the of the of the nbc stuff i mean like haley mills i was i was a huge fan of haley mills from back when she was a young kid you know doing the parent trap and everything but i don't know i just never really caught on to her being a teacher like it was okay like i guess because of the i i didn't like the facts Oh let's be honest. I'll just jump right to the chase. There was no Tiffany Amber Thiessen on this morning, Good Morning Was Bliss. And I had a huge crush on <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. Let me, let me let me just cut to the chase and stop being around the bush. I had a huge crush on Kelly Kapowski. No Kelly Kapowski and Good Morning was Bliss. I didn't give a crap.
1: <laughs> right. No, I I agree. No. Um yeah, I I because Kelly was uh uh Kelly was my one of my first crushes too. Uh well, I mean, I'm sure you had many other crushes before Kelly, but uh, oh, I do. I was, you know, I was still young or whatever. Enough where I, uh, uh, you know, there was a few girls. I, of course, Winnie Cooper. You know, uh, Al right, right. From Step by step, and then uh, then Kelly Kapowski later in my life. And so, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's let's go on. Um, so good morning, Miss Bliss. So we, now we're going to go talk about Stay by the Bell. And since we did talk about Kelly, we'll, we'll talk about the characters of Stay by the Bell. Uh, each person has an individual trait. Um, you know, Zach's the con artist, slash, I guess, good looking guy, whatever, you know, the person like a lot of guys wish they could be because they wish they could have Kelly. Um, and then he had uh, <laughs> Slater, you know, right? They had Slater, which was kind of like the macho guy version of Zach, the jock, um, the jock, um. Uh, and then there's a uh, Screech, who is from you know Good Morning Miss Bliss and everything. Uh, he was just a lovable idiot that everybody you know, and he's, he's just the he's nerd. A, much like in Boy Meets World with Eric, um, being uh, like more and more retarded each like season or something. Yeah. I feel like that's what they did with Screech. Like each season they try to up him, becoming a little bit more like. Goofier
0: each Shout. time, and, um, <laughs> right? Uh so they tried, so they they tried then, to Erkelize um,
1: him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, they tried to make him like uh, Steve Erkel. Um, mm-hmm. um, then there's uh, what was it Kelly Kelly Kapowski, um, and originally, from what I've understood, they were, and I don't know if this is just, you know, because uh, I got this from the unauthorized. Say by the Bell TV show, or uh, what was it show thing uh, movie that they did uh, for a lifetime, but uh, from what I've gathered, it is probably true is that originally they were only going to have three guys and two girls, um, and so uh, but they liked Elizabeth Berkeley enough that they actually created a character around her um, as Prince. Right, character. interesting. So, um, yeah, so that's what they said in that thing, and I. I, I I will probably say that I don't think that's a lie. <laughs> you know, I don't, I wouldn't understand why they would lie about that. Um, sure. You know, or make that up. Um, yeah. So, uh, so it was like Elizabeth Berkeley who went on to do Showgirls uh as Jeffy. Um, and then uh, Lisa Turtle was from, you know, good morning, B- B- miss bliss as well. But her character changed uh, from good morning, miss bliss. She was, and her character was kind of boring in Good Morning, Miss Bliss. They gave her more of a kind of fashion, you know, kind of girl. And she also really did not like Screech in the beginning. Like, she really liked more. And, and Good Morning, Miss Bliss it was not as much like that, you know. Uh, mainly because it wasn't about the kids. It was more about the, you know, so it didn't show a lot right. of that stuff. Um, and uh, Mr. Belding... And uh, those are the main stars of the show, so everybody else. Uh, so who was your
2: who was your favorite character
1: um, on the show? Uh, Lido, let's go with you.:
2: Well, I mean, it, it, that's so hard because I always saw different things in the the personalities of all three of the guys that I really liked, so even those you know screech was always meant to play the buffoon, there was always a part of him that you know resonated with me because I was definitely – it was interesting. My experience with, with Saved by the Bell was very different from that of a lot of people because I didn't go to what you would consider a normal uh, high school. I went to a boarding school for the arts in um, upper Michigan, in, in the very northern part of Michigan. So I didn't oh, wow. have the normal – yeah, I didn't have the normal – high school experience. I didn't have lockers and we didn't have sports teams and we didn't have proms and homecomings and football games and all that stuff. So my relation to it, you know, we had those things in junior high school. It's just they didn't have as much of the angst and drama that goes along with it once you get to high school because it seems like everything in high school is just, you know, it's even more of that. You know, any emotions that you're feeling in junior high, they're just they're just made tenfold because of puberty and because of all the different changes, you know, that you're going through. So I definitely related to a lot of the, the traits from each of the different guys because, like, I remember, you know, they had that one episode where Slater was dancing and, like, it was kind of like the <laughs> Simpsons episode where Bart's dancing, but, you know, it's like he doesn't want it, but he's really badass at it. And the thing with Slater is he was a great dancer and, you know, not being a jock myself, I identified with that aspect of it. And of course
0: okay. I
2: identified with Screech because he was kind of a joker and I'm a natural kind of prankster and joker. And I, I, I'm not sure I identified so much with Zach as, as I wanted like a lot of guys that age to be as quote unquote cool as he was, you know? So that's, that was my relationship to the guys. And then of course the girls, you know, I was head over heels in love with all three of them, honestly. Like at that age, <laughs> it was like, they were just all beautiful and funny and cute and witty and charming. And so it was like, well, you know, I'm just kind of in love with all of them. But, of course, the one that always stood out was Kelly, you know, because she is painted up to be that. She's portrayed as that iconic kind of every guy wants this girlfriend in high school kind of character. So that's that's how I related to them in terms of favorites. I didn't really have a favorite per se. I just I really liked them all for different reasons.
1: All right. Uh, what about you,
0: Donnie? Um, favorite characters? Um, well, it's funny because, I mean, this show came out right – it hit me right in the middle of my teenage years. Um, so, I mean, I was I was pretty much, um, you know, in the uh, – because uh, it came out like uh, – crap uh, – like in, in 89. So I was probably around ninth grade. Uh, when when Saved by the Bell first started, which is when I really got into it, so I was probably right about the right age to be watching that show. Uh, even though even at even at that age, I was smart enough to realize that this was some of the cheesiest, campiest television I've ever seen on NBC. Um, uh, I still wa- I still watched it mainly for Kelly Kapowski, um, just because just watching her, just uh, having a huge crush on her, I watched that show. But I mean, I would watch it regularly, um, even even without, you know, despite that. Um, so. You know, and at that age, you know, I was a kid. I got made fun of a lot in, in high school and everything, and I, you know, I was kind of the in, – in school, I probably would be more of the Screech, uh, not nearly as obnoxious or as weird or as uh, idiotic um, or as just uh, <laughs> an odd. But but there was a lot about Screech that I identified with. But the thing is, is, you know, I looked at the Zach persona, and I really wanted to be Zack because Zach seemed like he had it all, you know, had it all together, like he could – he could freeze time. Like he could talk to the audience. I love, I always love characters that break the fourth wall. Um, and so I like that aspect of him. He just seemed cool and, 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 you know, had everything. Although nowadays going back and watching, uh, the show, it's clear that he really doesn't know what the hell is going on. Like he's kind of a moron. Like he's kind of a sociopath. Um, you know, he's very manipulative and just kind of really an awful character. But at the time I was like, I want to be that guy. Um, Slater was okay. Like I, you know, I, I, but Zach was the one I re- he was he was who I wanted to be. Uh, you know, uh, stupidly enough, as as a as a as a young teenager, so he was probably my favorite character. Um, uh, But then again, my other favorite character, like I said, as always, was Kelly, just because I had a huge crush on her. So it's probably the 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 prom king and the prom queen of Saved by the Bell were pretty much my, my two favorite characters, which you know the show pretty much had intended from the beginning. So I kind of fell I fell for the for the trick. <laughs>
1: I I agree with you. Like I think that's exactly what I would I would say is like I I wanted to be Zach, but I was probably more like Screech. Uh, so I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't like Screech. Like I I didn't say all the dumbest things. I, I I mean I probably did a little bit, but um you know, but not to the extent that Screech was. Screech was you know over the top, uh you know dumb you know or whatever, but, you know he's very smart, but he wasn't just very you know he's book smart, not uh, you know savvy uh, about everything. You know, um, but yeah, I liked, uh, I I really liked, uh, and I I probably I had a huge crush on Kelly, so she was always my favorite. Though I did like Jesse, and I did like Lisa. Um, Lisa not as much, and um, I, I I think that's because like I I could definitely not really do like her shopping addiction or any of the any of the jokes she threw out because they were, you know, all about that kind of stuff. And that just wasn't, you know, that wasn't me. Um, uh, then let's see. Yeah. So all of them, and of course I can relate to Mr. Belding at all, you know, or whatever, but <laughs> I did like his catchphrase of, Hey, 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 what is going on here? Which he, uh, you know, said, um, I don't know if you guys caught, uh, Jimmy Fallon did a, uh, like, uh, Saved say about the bell reunion, that uh, um, yeah, yeah, and Lisa, Lisa were not in, but uh, man, Dennis Haskins, and you know, I don't know if you re- remember seeing that. Oh, but yeah. Good Lord, he's he's definitely um uh let himself. He's go gotten a little older little bit, and plumper, unfortunately.
0: Um, yeah,
1: yeah, but he uh, but he seems like a really smart guy, and I I know a lot of people have worked with him and everything. It's just it was it was not what I was expecting, you know. Uh, But some of the comments are just awful. I just did not like reading, you know, um, some of that stuff. Uh, And people were not asking about – everybody was asking, where's Screech? But not everybody was asking, where's Lisa? And I think, um, you know, that kind of goes to show that Screech is the person that, like, you know, a lot of people – you know, he was the the Urkel of the show. So for them to, to just, you know, be mad at him and say he's not allowed in our reunion is kind of messed up. But whatever, I mean that's you know uh, that's their business, not mine. All right, so um, I want to talk a little bit because uh, you mentioned it kind of briefly. Uh, I want to talk about Zach Morris's track, which is a very big hit on Funny or Die. Um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's hilarious, especially looking back at the show. I actually tried to rewatch the show. And now I can't. That show is just completely. That, that, that. The funnier die has just completely ruined it for me. Um, you know, in a way, because now all I can think of is, wow, Zach really is kind of an asshole. You know, he doesn't. Yes. You know, he doesn't. I don't think he has. His heart's always in the right place, but, like, he just. He says the rudest and nastiest and does the damnedest things. And so what was. uh, what are your guys, uh, you know, feelings on uh, Zach Morris's trash? Uh, Lido. Uh,
2: Zach Morris's trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. We discovered that show, the Zach Morris's trash show. I think like two days before we went to the 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 pop up to the uh, the uh, say by the Max thing, um, so you know, it was funny because I, I had no idea that my wife actually surprised me by getting tickets to the Save by the Max thing in Los Angeles. And at the time, I had no idea. I just discovered on the internet, I was like, hey, look at this funny thing. You know, I, I think it's hysterical. I mean, I, I think it's kind of sad. Um, you hit on this earlier, Donnie, when you mentioned that you were like, you thought Zach was cool and he had it all together. And then going back and watching it later, you're like, wow, he's kind of a total sociopath <laughs> it's, yeah it's yeah absolutely so, yeah it's shocking to me to think that like there was a point in time where we watched it and we were like man if I could just be like Zach you know have it together and and you know pull the, right. the cool pranks and and have the great looking girl and you know get out of homework and this and that and the other and then you look at the way he does it now as an adult and you're just like good god he is Absolutely horrible. So I guess it tells you a little bit about, you know, the perspective that we all come from as teenagers, as adolescents, because you're, it's not necessarily, and this is how I guess I would view Zach, it's not necessarily that he's maybe a total sociopath, even though he seems like it, he just has no concept of like, he has that youthful kind of adolescent where you don't right. understand that your actions have ramifications, you know, and seeing it, and seeing them break it down the way they do, I think is beyond hysterical. So I, I absolutely sure.
0: love
1: it. All right. What about you, Donnie?
0: Oh, I agree. Um, uh, I think Alito uh, nailed it on the head. I, uh, cause I, I, I discovered, cause I, I, I uh, subscribed to the funnier Die channel uh, on YouTube, and uh, I, you know, I discovered the episodes probably about a year or so ago, and started watching them. And they're it's funny because the I, I, I think they, I think they, I don't, I don't, I don't think they exaggerate, but they also isolate the incidences or, or the the mannerisms and the and the behaviors out of context a little bit because no, clearly the The series is right, like Zach Morris is just a horrible person, like he does horrible things, but they neglect to to mention the fact that he learns his lessons by the end of the episodes
2: like like yeah.
0: and then and and to be fair, when you look at the, a show like that, the show was all about um trying to impart lessons to its viewers. It was all about trying to teach teenagers, like, here's what happens. And in order to do that, you kind of have to have somebody to make those mistakes and to kind of be an ass and to kind of be a douche in order to learn so that the viewers can, can, can learn those lessons by association. So, you know, the this show served a purpose. Like some of the stuff is really, really, you know, uh, campy and stuff and really weird. Like, you know, we, the The obvious one is the uh the caffeine pills episode that was so like i i the message was the 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 intent was good, but the execution was horrible um right and so but at the end of the day like we when you look at the at the kind of person that Zach is like it's just like you're right he's he's not a great person at all, but the whole point is is he was supposed to be that archetype in order for the viewers to learn the lessons that he was supposed to learn and he did learn the lessons even if he made the same mistakes three episodes later and learned those lessons over again that's that's kind of what they were trying to do they had to keep pounding those lessons over and over so the characters had to keep making the same mistakes over and over again or for the show to work um but even that is that said zach morris's trash is still pretty accurate uh in the way it breaks it down and it's hilarious and i love that show to death so that's pretty much where i'm where where my stance (laughs) on that whole thing
2: Right, and it's you know something that's interesting when you talk about they need a character to make those mistakes, and it's kind of and you mentioned it also. We, we, I think you did, Donnie, but I'm not sure. One of us mentioned how it was just the the show itself was just so over the top and cheesy and just kind of oh yeah, tongue in cheek and campy. It's it really it almost was like the morality tales, morality play sort of films that they used to put out for kids in the 50s, like Reefer Madness. That's what this show is. Oh, yeah. it, it essentially is just an over-the-top morality tale that, that's a little bit more hip because it took place in the late 80s, but it's the same damn thing. I mean, Because even in some of those films that they marketed in the 50s, kids made oh, the yeah. same mistakes over and over again, but that's part of growing up. You have to have the younger sure. you are, the more you have to have things repeated to you for you to get them. So I mean right. you're, you're good call. You're, we're absolutely hitting on all of these things that totally make sense in terms of how they execute it. Yes, it's right. so funny to watch it as an adult, but if you're gearing it towards kids that are in eighth, ninth grade when the show starts, that's exactly how you have to do it.
0: Right. That's, yeah, no, good call. i did even thought about that. Good call on the on, on comparing it to the to the uh, to the old PSAs of the 50s. Because you're absolutely right. I hadn't even thought of that. But you're absolutely right. It's like the 80s slash early 90s version of those 50s PSAs. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, we, okay. Just so you guys know, uh, it's going to cut us off live in about five minutes um, or less. Um, and then uh, people can, if you're listening live, you can hear it in the archives. But before. Um, we you know go on to our next section and next thing to talk about. We have a question from the audience. Uh, Rob Lindsay um, asked, um, <laughs> "Hey which, Rob, which <laughs> which actor from the show do you think had the most success after the show? They all kind of branched out to a very different career paths, and I totally agree. Uh, let uh, Donnie. I want you to uh, answer this first, and then I'll get Lido."
0: Um, it, that's, you know, it's funny because, you know, I wouldn't say that any of the career paths have been great. Um, I would say it's probably a toss up, uh, between Mark Paul Gosselaar and, um, um, Mario Lopez because both of them are still working right now. Still, you know, still making, getting regular work. Um, Mark Paul Gosselaar just got a, just got another brand new TV series, uh, green lit for the fall. Uh, so he's been constantly getting work doing all the different TV shows and stuff. Of course, Mario Lopez does what E! Entertainment – or no, uh, Access Hollywood or one of those TV shows where he's hosting all the time. Um, or Entertainment Tonight or something. Um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, her career was going strong there for a while because she was hitting up other, uh, other like soap operas and stuff like that. But I think her career's kind of taken a downturn in recent years. Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, I think she's still kind of struggling ever since Showgirls kind of tanked. And of course we all know what happened to Screech. That guy just kinda just became a dumpster fire. Um he kinda <laughs> just uh just kinda had a mental breakdown and just started blaming everybody else for his problems. Uh Lark Voorhees, she um she got all super religious and kinda blinked out of the uh uh out of the uh public eye. Um yeah. and of course Dennis Haskins, he just kinda does whatever he like he, if you ask him to show up at a Denny's uh, to have dinner with you, um, he'll do it um, for like 20 bucks. <laughs> so um, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm just being playful because I actually, I, I, I've, I've seen interviews with Dennis Haskins. He seems like a really, really nice guy, but he also seems like, like kind of a guy that like, if you did say, Hey man, you want to go hang out at, at, at Denny's or something, he'd do it. Like not in a mean way, but, uh, but yeah. No, uh, t- no. t- he's just a, <laughs> he's a good spirit. Oh he is. He really is. He really is. Yeah, um Yeah. Yeah. But to to get back to the to the to the uh to the core of the question, um I would say it's a toss up between Marlo Lopez and Mark Paul Gossler, although I would probably lean more towards Mark Paul Gossler because he just gets more steady work uh in you know he gets like some really good dramas and some other TV He was on Franklin & Bash, which was successful for a couple seasons um and stuff. And Mara Lopez, he just kind of I think he just kind of settled and it's kind of it's comfortable just doing entertainment tonight or whatever, but I think I think I think i would have to I'd have to go to Mark. I think he edges out Mario Lopez by just a fraction.
1: Okay. Uh
2: what about you, Lito? Uh I'll keep it brief, because um, I know we're on a on a deadline here and but it's I think it's it's hands down gotta be um, Mark Paul Gosselaar. I mean, some of the work that he went on to do, getting getting the show range in stuff like NYPD blue and you know right. uh, special victims units and then coming back with what was you know for a while a fairly successful and much watched uh show franklin and bash i mean my wife and i were right. super bummed when we found out that show was canceled because it was funny and it had good you know chemistry on the cast and it had some great actors and and they took on you know cases that were relevant but also funny and entertaining and poignant so we were really actually kind of disappointed when we found out they didn't renew it. We were hoping it'll find life somewhere else, but alas, that's not the case but i I definitely have to go with Cole.
1: yeah, well, apparently he's gonna be in a vampire show that got picked up. Yes. Oh, that's crazy, awesome, yeah, uh, good for him on um, you know that uh Mario Mario's still gonna be an e entertainment host for a while that's kind of thing, and you know what. That's awesome. I I do love to see him on that stuff like extra or whatever, all that other stuff. So good for him. Um, okay, um, that um, I want to talk about. I guess let's talk about the um, uh, let's talk about the college years because we've literally got fifteen minutes. This is why I can't wait for Hollywood Boulevard podcast in the fall to be like. Literally longer than 45 minutes, (laughs) because we can't even get to like the core of the show. Uh, Right, you know that's the that's the thing. We can't even get into all the things. I mean, there was a lot of things I wanted to talk about, but I'm having to skip around. So we talked. The college years kind of had, um, you know, after Saved by the Bell kind of ended. uh, They did. I'll, I'll talk briefly about like the ending to say about Bell of the show the regular show um uh, had uh, their contracts were up so they were looking to see who was going to renew and apparently Mark uh, Mark Paul um Mario uh, Dustin and uh Lark all renewed but Tiffany Amberthesen and uh Elizabeth Berkeley were out you know and, and then right. they didn't basically they had two spots you know, they were basically they could do half the show and half not. So they brought in a new character named Lena, or uh, Tori, uh, played by Lena Creel, uh, who came in and kind of, um, I don't know what she was. She was kind of like a, a biker chick. Uh, she was kind of like the new Jesse, I guess, uh, but also kind of mixed a little Kelly in there. You know, they tried to kind of do you both in one, and I really didn't. I, I kind of thought her character was a little obnoxious at times and kind of not fun. And, you know, it just, I don't know. She was too Slater-like and it was just not, to me, it wasn't a fun character. Then um, they did the graduation, basically. So they had half the show uh, on season five was kind of half the show was was both, you know, ways. And they had some episodes. So it was a little confusing because you wouldn't know when, when something aired that if it was going to have Tori or if it was going to have Kelly and, and, and Jesse. Um, but toward the end it had Je- Jesse and Kelly and they graduated and Tori was nowhere to be seen. So it was kind of weird that they didn't at least bring her <laughs> for the graduation, but I guess it would have been awkward, you know, or they filmed, yeah. I think they filmed the graduation before the final season too. So there was, I don't know, there was a lot of, a lot of craziness with it. And then they moved on to the college years. So College of Years uh, was just Zach uh, Slater and Screech at first for the first episode. Then they brought Kelly in and uh, Lisa came in the last, um, I think the last episode of that season leading up to the wedding uh, in Las Vegas. Um, I'm not sure if they had plans for the movie to happen or if they had just... And maybe, uh, Donnie, maybe you know this answer because you you knew a lot about the the ending to the college years or whatever. Um, So there was, like, one season, I think it got canceled, um, if I'm right. And so they just pretty much just uh, tried to wrap everything up in, like, freaking three episodes, which I just rewatched all three episodes, and they were weird because it was just like, holy shit, let's get married. You know, next episode is, like, them – you know, getting, you know, right. Like it was like them planning the wedding or whatever. And then, then it's the wedding in Las Vegas is like the last thing, you know? So. Right. And what was your, what do you, what do you know about the college? Because you kind of talked a little bit about it before we started the show. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you know about it.
0: Well, I know um, it's funny because the, the show kind of paralleled my, uh, my life in, in the fact that the high school stuff occurred when I was going to high school. And then the college years actually happened to take place right when I was transitioning to college. So it was weird that the timing was, uh, so I kind of was growing up with these characters. I like, guess part of the reason why I was watching the show as much aside from Kelly Kapowski. Um, but, uh, but I remember watching, I, I was like, I was all excited about the college years. Cause I was like, it was, it was right at the time that I was starting college. And then again, like, like it's like you mentioned, it got canceled after one season because the ratings were horrible. Um, I think they tried to put it on with the rest of their Thursday night NBC lineup, um, but it just didn't do well. It wasn't getting the ratings, um, which is unfortunate because I, th- I thought it was an improvement in a lot of ways. There was still a lot of juvenile stuff from the from the original show, and that might have been part of the problem as to why the show got canceled because uh, they kept sticking with, like, the, they, they kept trying to do the same stuff that was working on, you know, Saturday morning's, with teenagers, and I guess they were expecting the older audience in primetime to kind of be like, "Oh yeah, this is great," but yeah, the 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 adult viewers on primetime were not having it, so the show got canceled. And of course, uh, like you said, they they did one last push uh, to kind of uh, to kind of squeeze as much money out of the out of the franchise as possible by doing two things. One, uh, well, they they already they already did the uh, the new class; they had branched that off as well. And that actually lasted longer than a college year, surprisingly enough. Um, but then they uh, they squeezed off a wedding because they knew everybody was, like, really wanted to get Zach and Kelly together finally because that was, like, everybody's one true pair or whatever. Uh, everybody uh, uh, shipped them. So they got that done. And then they took uh, Screech because, again, they, he was their Urkel, and they, he was, like, their, like, considered him the most popular character. So they bumped him down to the new class. Um, where he kind of be, like didn't even graduate from college, but for some odd reason he was now the assistant to the principal, <laughs> principal building, and then uh, and then went from there. And then the new class actually went up for for quite a number of seasons, actually surprisingly enough. I haven't watched; I think I maybe like watched like two episodes of that. Um, but I remember the college. I remember enjoying the college years, despite the fact that it was like if you wanted a good college show, uh, a different world was where it was where you wanted to go to, and you know it was just after the comparison just wasn't even, there wasn't even a comparison. Like college years was just more juvenile, um, which is unfortunate because it could have been a really good show if they had just kind of grown up with it. Um, I don't know where I was going with all this. I think I'll stop there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Lito, uh, were you a fan of the college years?
2: Um, You know, I I think I've only watched maybe three episodes ever. It it, it was just kind of one of those things where, I'm in the same boat as um, our friend over here, Donnie, and that's I, you know, <laughs> Saved by the Bell came on when I was in high school, and then the College Years, you know, were airing when I was actually in college. So on Saturday mornings, or whenever it showed, I wasn't really, you know, or I guess was the College Years. You said it was a prime time thing. Is that is that
0: correct? Yeah, uh, it yeah, was it was it was, on, pr- it was, it was right. on Tuesday nights.
2: That's right. That's right. Because, because they were suffering from uh, having to go up against Full House, I remember. So um, it's not, yeah, it's not really the kind of thing where, you know, when I was in college, I wasn't really watching a lot of like prime time during those times. And when I was watching TV, it was usually like some sort of basketball or baseball game or something. So for me, that's, I just didn't get exposed to it a lot. I think when I did see episodes, it was on reruns, like on TBS or TNT or something. And, it was one of those things where I was like, I can't watch this. You know, I I did come back for the wedding episode, the wedding in Las Vegas, just because again, if you're a fan of the show, that's kind of, you know, Oh, they, they finally did get married. yay! I knew it was going to happen one day. So of course I had to tune in for that.
0: Yep. Same
1: here. Uh, I'm waiting for like a, a by the bell reunion show where you see their kids or something, you know, and, see what everybody's up to but unfortunately I don't think that's going to happen uh especially since Screech uh distant diamond wrote a wrote a book that kind of uh he says was ghost written by somebody else who you know kind of uh embellished a little bit or whatever I think I think Dustin embellished or whatever some stories you know and stuff right. and maybe some of it's actually true and that's the problem um, so I, I don't know whether or not they'll actually come back for, you know, one more, uh, season or, I mean, not season, but like one more movie or something, you know, kind of just showing where they are now. Cause I know like Growing Pains did that kind of thing, like a Growing Pains reunion movie. And, um, you know, I think, I think Mark Paul is just too busy and uh, a couple of the other people yeah. just... You know, won't won't probably get in line for it. Um, but it was cool to see them do that reunion on on, on NBC uh, for uh, uh, what is it uh, for the Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, I think yeah. it was NBC, right? Like NBC is the Jimmy Fallon, so that would yes. make total sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh and it was, it was it was neat but you know obviously people want like people wanted another movie and people would would watch that like I'm I'm sure Netflix if Netflix could get that or something you know or Hulu or somebody could get that then you know I'm sure a lot of people would check it out. Um all right so the last thing I want to talk about uh Lido you talked briefly about this but you went to the max. Um can you tell us about bit about that experience?
2: Yeah yeah it was it was very cool. I mean, it, like I said, it was a surprise to me. I, I I heard about it a few months before my wife surprised me with this visit. And um, I was like, I remember thinking, oh, that would be super cool. And then I saw how difficult it was to get tickets. And part of me was like, Wow, wah, 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 you know, better luck next time. So little <laughs> did I know that uh, my wife had actually seen it in January, I think she said. And she, she got her ticket then because, she, you know, she – had heard that it was going to be next to impossible to get tickets. And they, I guess they were supposed to be in L.A. until the fall, and they ended up extending through most of 2019 due to popular demand. So it was really cool just to, I mean, anytime I get to do anything where it's like stepping into the world of a, you know, fictional reality that means, you know, anything to you whatsoever, whether it's something like that or you know, uh, Halloween Horror Nights or, you know, anything like that. That's always very cool because it puts you that much closer, you know, um, physically and, and, and emotionally to something that meant a great deal to you during a time that was, you know, we look back on our adolescence and youth with a certain degree of poignancy when we reach a certain age. And um, it was just cool to see all these people who were obviously – all around the same age. There were a few people that that I was surprised at how young they were, you know. It was like, wow, I didn't know that Say by the Bell, you know, had a fan base of kids in their 20s. But to see a bunch of people near my age, you know, in their late 30s and early 40s, and to see them all, you know, hanging out and just this kind of amazing look in their eyes, it was a combination of fascination and also sadness but it wasn't too sad you know there's a little tinge of it but it was more just that kind of happy fascination and they did an amazing job recreating the spirit and the vibrancy of that set because that's something that whenever they went to the max it was always so you know bright and vibrant and alive so they really they really did an amazing job of you know recreating that
1: awesome all right. Uh well, I guess that's it uh for the show cuz it's literally going to cut us off in like less than 3 minutes. So, before uh before that, uh Lido, uh can you tell us like cause, uh you're an actor um and uh can you tell us uh how can people uh check out your work?
2: Well, um basically you can follow me on social media Through you know Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Um, my handle is Hollywood for most of those. And if you can't find it, just you know just do a search for Lito Velasco, and um, they can see the the horror film that I played the killer in, all through the house. You can find that on almost every digital video platform. And then I have a couple more features.
1: Oh, I'm glad to I love that. that. Thank like, you. Yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah. I watched that, uh, like last year, I think, uh, right around Christmas time and just really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, those guys, everybody did a great job in that. So, well, uh, I'm
2: glad to hear that. Thank you. They're, they're, they're actually, the, the whole team is teaming up again for some more projects that are coming later this year. So stay tuned.
1: Ooh, awesome. All right. Yeah. Um, I guess, Donnie, uh, how can uh, people reach you?
0: Same old, same old um, I'm still uh, Since Baby Skeletor is still uh, uh, On permanent hiatus um, You can still reach you through that It's still, the Instagram is still up The Facebook is still up The Twitter is still up uh, I do have a Twitter, Donnie Sturges I don't use it all that often But if if, if you message me on Twitter I will answer Because uh, I do get alerts uh, I, need to, I need to create a, a, a new Instagram for myself Since I don't have one yet uh, but then I also have my Facebook, um, Donnie Sturges. Uh, you can get, uh, you can, uh, you can contact me through that as well, or, you know, just use mind powers. Uh, I'll probably hear you okay. with my brain. All right.
1: Um, also for us, you can check us out on six dot com. Uh, all my podcasts that I have are uh, listed on there. So you can check out the links on there. Uh, that just got up today. So that's awesome. Um, and, uh, I guess just keep checking out, uh, on us on iTunes and everything like that. Thank you, Lito, for coming on. Uh, and yeah, thank and you for coming, night. Lito. And, uh, Thanks, and guys. thank you all for listening. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.
0: Everybody have a good night.